Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live from Manchester, the Excess Manchester Football Social. Call 0345-111-7625 and have your say. Winning with Gowing Law. And this is Forever Blue, the very final time of the season on XS Manchester 106.1 FM. Uh, We're going to look back on the parade, we're going to look back back on all the the different, uh, different... Different things that City has smashed, the different records, the Centurions, all that sort of stuff. I'm in the company tonight of the one and only Mr. Sean, 103 goals for Manchester City. That means you're half as good as as Sean, as um, Sergio Aguero, Sean. I'll take that any day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, the legend that is Sean Gulter is here. We'll be speaking to Nigel Gleghorn, to Trevor Sinclair, and we have a fan here with us who we'll talk to a little bit later on. Uh, to to wrap up the whole season. Uh, But first of all, if you're out and about in town yesterday, you can't have failed to enjoy the celebrations. And we, that is me and Paul Lake and Mike Joyce from the Smiths, were in central Manchester covering it all for you. So here's a quick recap of what happened. Vincent Company carrying the trophy. He's going to go right past my position here. Danilo right in front of me as well. Raheem Sterling's on his way past. Edison, who's just got this new contract. Gabriel Jesus, who's going to score that great goal at Southampton yesterday. Mendy's got the, the trophy now and lifts it high up into the air. He tells everybody to be quiet, tells everybody to quiet down. And then, there it goes. The trophy will be lifted up any second now. And it goes from Benjamin Mendy and all the supporters around here. they loving that, as you can imagine. I've been through the bad times in Man City, through Main Road, just to going to Brentford, sitting on benches. I love them till I die. He's got City till I die as a tattoo. Where is it, Cheesy? It's on his shoulder, his right shoulder. Right shoulder. It wasn't anywhere rude, don't worry. Thank you for coming, guys. Thank you so much. We are... We are delighted to go to share what we have done together. So thank you so much. And next season we will see us again. I don't know where, but we will see us again. Season ticket holder for over 30 years. We've uh, seen relegations, but three championships in that time. You can't argue with that, can you? 
growing up as a kid watching City, you thought this would never happen, but, but, but now it has. And all I ever asked for was a team that played good football uh, and you were proud to watch. And we've got that and so much more now. Who'd have thought it from the dark days of uh, Macclesfield and York away to this? I don't think I'll ever get used to it. I don't think I'll ever get used to it. We will come back. We will come back uh, stronger than this season. This is our city, Manchester City, Manchester City Centre, Manchester City Football Club. It's our club, it's our city, and that's that's where I'm going to leave it. It's wow. our city, well, Manchester City. There you, there you go. What a way to sign off, eh? If you want to listen to the full version of that, it is available to download as a podcast. A little later on, I will certainly tweet out the link. I forgot to do it last night. And there is, of course, my vlog, if you've not seen that, on YouTube. In a moment, we're going to talk to Nigel Glegon, former City player, but we've got Sean Golter here as well. Um, is this better than the, the Aguero season for you, Sean? Well, uh, that's a very good question. Um, listen, the Aguero season, I, I think, is very difficult to match. It's, it's highly up there this, this season because... Uh, again, could you envisage scoring that that last second, last kick, ninety third, you know, minute, Fergie time? United think United are smart and all, thinking they've gotten away with it, and and we've gone and pinched it towards the end, and and sort of to parachute us back to the big time, and you know, being champions, and and this now is is I think has escalated us to another level because I I can't really see another team going on to surpass a hundred points, even the City. Well, yeah, if any team's <laughs> going to be able to do it, I think it it will have to come under it will come under Pep and uh, and this current squad. Well, it's been a fabulous season. I wish I still did a bit of commentary, actually, because I used to love commentating on City and what a season it would have been to commentate on City. But back in 2012, Nigel Glegon was alongside me on that Aguero moment. Uh, so I've, I've brought him on tonight to talk about that as much as anything. Nigel, what you, you, I've told this story to that many people now that I'm sick of telling it. Tell it from your perspective. You were sat alongside me when Sergio Aguero scored that goal in 2012. How did it happen? How did it unfold from, from your point of view? Well, it was just all the excitement, the drama, the, the last seconds of the season. Um, that's how Manchester City used to do things. Obviously not this season, but... Uh, you you were obviously in raptures and wrapping up this speech and all of this type of stuff and I had no one to celebrate with so I just jumped up forgetting that I had my mics and everything on and um, I took the whole lot with me. But, <laughs> hey, there you go. You took us off air basically, didn't you? <laughs> I did, yeah. I took everything with me. I, it's the first tackle I've taken everything out in my life so there you go. It's the first time for everything. When I tell this story to other people I always say that when I got off, off the floor putting all, it all back together again and praying <laughs> that it worked I had, actually had me, me hand round your neck because you'd spoiled my <laughs> Kenneth Wollstone home moment. I didn't quite do that, but I felt like doing that to you. Uh, well, I don't blame you after you've waited so long in for something like that. And um, you know what? If, if City had just won the game comfortably, sort of uh, being 4-0 up, and it would have been not too bad, wouldn't have had to jump anywhere. But it was just, uh, you, you were talking to Sean there about, um, could it, is, it, is, this, is this situation this year similar to that? Um City have won this, the league at a canter this year. They've been so good, so so far above everybody else. Um, it, the drama of that season will always be remembered. And if you remember once Trevor Francis coming on and saying um, the Etihad had no soul or anything like that. And I remember saying that day that 
it's memories that give you soul, give the give the place soul. And um, I'm sure there's a lot of fans there now. Think there's some soul in uh, the Etihad with w- what's come to City, and um, that that final second of that season will uh, long live in the memories. But so will this season that's just gone, won't it? For different reasons. I mean, the football has just been unbelievable, hasn't it? Oh. Well, it has. I, I, I don't think you can do anything but admire the way Manchester City have gone about the business. They've been ultra-professional. They've been hard hard to score against at the back. Um, and going forward, they've just been unbelievable. Um, and you've got to take your hat off to Pep Guardiola. Um, last season, City, City started very well and looked like they could run away with the league. But then, you know... He's learnt his lessons from last season and I think he's understood that the English league isn't quite as easy as some leagues to win and he's actually alluded to that fact with some of the interviews. He's bought the right players that fit his style of play and his philosophy and how he wants to do things. But then what what he's also done is made some excellent players even better. If you can make David Silva better, then you must be a good coach. And David Silva has been better this season and he is one of my all-time favourite players so I've got him up there. So if he can do that, then he's doing a grand job. And then, but you look at you look at what he's done to Sterling. I think he's been exceptional this season as well. And when you look at Ian City, have two quarterbacks. They have De Bruyne, who drops deep to pick up balls and has a great range of passing. And then they have uh, David Silva, who plays in the, in the other half um, and is at times unstoppable. And to stop Manchester City playing, you've got to stop both of them. And it's pretty difficult. So hats off to Pep Guardiola for doing what he's done this season. Brilliant. There's been an embarrassment of riches. Not embarrassment, but there's been a lot of riches for City this season. You've highlighted those two. Obviously, I've I've been championing the cause of Fernandinho all season. Oh, yeah. But there are so many of them. Have you? Is it David Silva for you who's been the player of the year? Or who would you pick out from it all? Well, I'm probably a little bit biased towards David Silva because I've admired him for a long time and watched him play for a long time. Um, and he's a lefty. Um, but I think it's hard hard to move away from David Silva the way he makes the team tick. Uh, De Bruyne could well be that, that player. And you mentioned others. I love watching Sane play. He's an old-fashioned dribbler. He's a um, lefty Sterling. as well. Yes, he's a lefty. Uh, but then, then you look at you look at Walker. He's really fit into that mould and has grown in stature. Um, and and asked asked of asked of him different things from Pep Guardiola, and he's delivered. Um, companies come back and has been a stalwart. John Stone started the season off brilliantly. So I think when you look, it's it's a, a squad with um, real strength in depth. And, you know, the challenge for Pep Guardiola, and I'm sure he'll rise to it, is actually to improve that squad and improve those players ready to try and get 100 next season. Well, I've got one more question. I don't know if uh, Sean wants to ask you anything, but uh, my last question is, I know that you spent some time with Phil Foden when he was a youngster, and there's a lot of people want him to succeed because he's a Stockport Mm. lad and a a City fan and everything. It's hard to know at this stage, well, in my opinion anyway, whether he can go on to be the great player that you want him to be. What's your view from having worked with him as a youngster? Well, as you know, you know, I work with him as a 14-year-old, and um, well, he's nearly—he'll be 18, I think, this month, or he's probably just gone 18. But if you put uh, all your cards on the table and say that um, there's a one lad from the academy that would make it, then you'd have to say it would be Phil Foden. His desire to be the best or the best he can be is um, second to none. He's a driven footballer 
who who wants to play and do things and win things with Manchester City. Um, he's, he's a really good lad. He looks he looks to football as his life, and I think that's the type of people that Pep likes around him. And don't forget, David Silva might have another two two or three years because you know he doesn't rely on great pace. He relies on great vision, and he has that. And um, in three years' time, I think Phil Foden, given the opportunities that Pep seems to be going to give him, I would say would develop into um, somebody as good as um, uh, David Silva. Hey, nice. How you doing, Sean? Here. Um, Hi, Sean. How are you? You know, we spent obviously a, a time. I was I was at the club, sort of shadowing at the time, and yeah. you know, all these sort of tactics that was that was being done for the development of the of the youth players. But when Pep has brought in the goalkeeper Addison, did you yeah. think that he would be as successful as he has done? Um, well, when when I said about um, we talk about philosophies, how you want to play, I think. Um, Pep Guardiola tends to model the way he plays on um, futsal, and if you know you know your stuff about futsal, mm. everybody's got to be able to play football, including the goalkeeper, and they've got to be very comfortable with their their, their feet. So obviously, um, the players he had there didn't quite fit that mould. So then he's gone and found himself a goalkeeper who, at times when you look at him, is not technically brilliant as a goalkeeper, but actually does keep the ball out the net, which is the first thing you want to do. Um, but his distributions uh, fits the bill for the way Manchester City want to play, and um, he, he can he can strike a ball. I believe he was a left back before he went in goal, so he's found himself the type of goalkeeper that fits the way that he wants to play, and he starts attacks off very quickly. Yeah, I, clearly. I mean, I've, I've seen some games with him, and I and I've got my head in my hands thinking. <laughs> Launch it, launch it, and, and I open my eyes and I think he's just made a nice, perfect pass into Fernandinho, and then five passes later, won the edge of their box with a one-on-one with the goalkeeper. And I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, that's that's what I meant. Pass it into, uh, launch it into Fernandinho. But you know, it, for me, I have to say, when I when I first saw him, I thought, I don't know. I was one of those that were doubting whether you can be this total football. And I have to say, I. You know, obviously watching many games, I had come around to being convinced. But initially, I wasn't. I didn't think it was capable uh, mm. in the Premier League. So, as you said earlier, hats off to Pep Guardiola because you know what he's yeah. done with with the, the, with the goalkeeper in particular and him being an additional player. Uh, phenomenal. I, I think Sean. I think Sean. It's very, very, very difficult to find the the, the complete all-round goalkeeper or the complete all-round player. As you know, every professional footballer has some sort of deficiency. The best ones hide what they're not good at. Mm-hmm. And what uh, Manchester City are very good at is hiding any in, any deficiencies that the goalkeeper has because they keep the ball for 70% of the time in general. Sometimes um, 75% of the time depend on who they're playing. And when Edison has been called into action, he's made saves. All right, they might not look like um, a, a technically brilliant save, but actually I'm of a mind that as long as the goalkeeper keeps the ball out the net, he's doing his job. And then the other side of it is he starts attacks up with how he plays. So it fits the mould of how um, how Pep wants to play. Yeah, you speak about him, you know, making saves. A lot of the times he avoids making saves because we understand and we know how City press. But he, he ends up being in the middle of his half when, uh-huh. when we're on the attack on the edge of their box. So when a, when a team is trying to, you know, put a ball down the side, we're seeing him come come out and control that and then, you know, again, start the attack. And that normally 
stops him from having to make a save. So, yeah. you know, there's, there's the knowledge and the, the, the detail that, that he goes into that's, you know, taken us to another level. Yeah, it has been. He backs his he backs his back four or back three, whichever system that City play, and he, he does stand as a, um, a number six, if you like, and he, he sweeps up behind the back four, um, and he, he doesn't get done over the top, but he sweeps up in front really nicely. So I think all round, I, I don't think anyone could argue that um, he's, he's been worth his um, place in the side by any stretch, and I think that goes without goes for same with the, the whole team. I think. Um, when you look at how City have played this season, they've, they've generally been on on top of things all the way through. Um, and the game against Liverpool, um, going at, going to Anfield was always going to be tough with the three lads they've got up front. And I just felt um, that you know things could have turned out slightly differently at the Etihad um, had a decision or two gone City's way. But that's mm-hmm. water under the bridge. Pep's made it plain that he wants to win the league first of all. Um, because if you win the league, you're in the Champions League, and then I think I think I think Pep would want to win the Champions League next and really put the icing on the cake. Well, Nigel, I'm glad I've been able to share the celebrations with you because you were alongside me for the Aguero moment. You're alongside me, metaphorically speaking, tonight. It's great to chat to you. Uh, I'll chat to you again next season. Have a good summer. Hopefully, you too, Ian, and all the best to everyone with City and. Uh... And yourself. Yes, same to you. Cheers, Nigel. That's Nigel Glegon, former City player. Uh, Always a pleasure to speak to Nigel. And it's always a pleasure to speak to Jackie from Rochdale, who joins us now. Hi, Jackie. What do you want to say at the parties today? Yeah, um, oh, Ian, what a fabulous weekend down in Southampton. I'd just like to thank all the Blues who were there and the birthday drinks I got, and I had a fabulous weekend. Tiring, but brilliant. Got back at 5 o'clock last night, went straight to the parade, had a few more beers to celebrate, and then got home about half past 10. So it's been an amazing weekend. I'm just sorry I didn't see you because John Warner had all these Yaya masks. And obviously, I couldn't find him on Sunday because it was just hammered with City everywhere. We just overtook the place. It was great. Loved it. Every minute of it. Absolutely. So, I can't imagine what you'd look like as Yaya. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ian, what are you like? Don't embarrass me. <laughs> Did you have a good one, Ian? Did you enjoy it down there? Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, and obviously, you, you've enjoyed it. I know you've been a fan. Uh, well, as long as me, really. And uh, there's I a new am, crop yes, of I players am. along now. Do, do you love these players more than any other group of players? Uh, I do, actually, Ian. Um, I was just saying to the, the guy who answered the phone, producer, I said, it's been an absolutely amazing season. Is it August yet? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, it's been absolutely fantastic. I know my eyesight's not too clever, but as all the City fans know yourself, I can't see much of a game when I'm there, but I do get my headset. And I love the atmosphere. Everyone's helpful. We broke so many records. I'm just so proud of what Pep's done for us this season. It's been amazing. Like Nigel said, now we've got a knock on next season and hopefully get to a Champions, Champions League final. I don't know if we can break any more records, can we, in, to be honest? Don't think so. Don't think so. I think we've done it all. We've done 12 this season. Um, and I, I was, I, I'm just so happy in that I was there on Sunday to celebrate the under the under points. It was carnage in that way. They got knocked on the floor again, but I'm used to it now. My legs are bad and bruised, but there you go. It, it's just been amazing, Ian. Absolutely amazing. What do you think, Sean? It's been superb, hasn't it? It has. It's been, you know, you were just there thinking, you know, Pap and obviously the team, but, you know, I think also we have to remember, 
fans, you've pay, played a huge part because believe me, when players are out there playing and they know that they've got to push across that line to get to get that goal, to make it 2-0, to you know, put a game to bed and, and, and finish it or, or to win a game 1-0, yeah. It's, it's yourselves, your fans, it's us that's brought the team across the line. And so I have to say, well done to the fans because I, it came out in the numbers as well in the celebration. So everyone's played a part, as Pep said. You know, he's played the major part in orchestrating as a manager, him and his staff. The, the players have gone out and done their job, but the, the fans have equally uh, has played their part and got Harlan here on the left as well. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Listen, Jackie, we're really glad that you've rung in tonight and you've been part of the final... Uh, forever blue of the season it's lovely to get you on to represent the fans we've got another fan Harlan who we're going to speak thank to you. a little later on but thanks very much for the call Jackie enjoy your belly continuing I'm sure birthday <laughs> celebrations take care Jackie alright that was uh, Jackie from Rochdale right we've got Harlan a little bit later on we've got Sean obviously here and we're going to speak in just a moment to Trevor Sinclair Live from Manchester, the Excess Manchester Football Social. Call 0345 and have your say. Winning with Gowing Law. What a great season it's been. It's been lovely to be here at Excess Manchester on 106.1 FM. Each and every Tuesday between 6 and 7, it has been forever blue. If you've missed any of them, if you're just new to us, then you can actually go on the Excess Manchester website or app, which is free to download, and you'll find all the previous Tuesday's podcasts. So if you missed them, we've got some great guests on. They are still going to be there, so you can fill a bit of time during the summer. Hopefully we'll be back again next season. I've had some great uh, guest presenters in here, or co-presenters, Paul Lake, Paul Dickoff, Sean Golter, David White, and we've some great guests on the phone as well, uh, not including, uh, sorry, including people like Trevor Sinclair, who we can't get hold of at the moment, but we'll get him in a minute or two. And we've occasionally had fans in the studio as well, including Harlan, who's with us tonight, who's from Bolton, who has been a bit of a star on the YouTube vlogs that I do. Um, he's, a, he's, a, he's a very eloquent, outspoken young man. And I asked him to come in tonight to give us the sort of fans' verdict on the season because I talked to a lot of ex-City players who obviously give us a great insight into the way the football goes. But you can't beat talking to the real fans, especially passionate fans, like Harlan. So there have been times I spoke to you after games um, and uh, you, you've, you've always got an opinion. Uh, I wouldn't say you've been very negative because there's not been an awful lot to be negative about, but you've, you've hit a chord with some people, you know, and said he talks a lot of sense, that lad. So I want to give the, the listeners who are listening now a little bit of an insight into this sense that you speak by you, by asking you now to sum up what the season has been for you and what, what the highs and lows have been. Well, to sum it up, um, in just a few words, it'd be really, 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 really difficult. But um, yeah, it's dream come true, Ian. Um, I'm not going to lie; it's been absolutely outstanding. And uh, yeah, I've been a City fan since '93, as it's on the back of my jacket that I wear for every every home match and every match I do go to. And uh, I got a lot of uh, I got a lot of attention yesterday for wearing it, and everyone was going, "Oh, it's Cheesy's fella! It's Cheesy's guy from the games! Your <laughs> Cheesy's right hand man!" Uh, and it was it was it was special. And I thank I thank you very much for that. And um, you know, you've played a huge part in in my season as well. Um, you know it's been it's been outstanding and uh, you know I just did, did this crop of players um, have played some wonderful football they brought me a hell of a lot of joy and uh, and yeah just like I say Pep's, Pep, Pep's a genius um, he's given me so many happy moments uh, I watch it back as much as I can now you know game after game and, and I still watch highlights from the start of the season just so I can relive it all 
Um, it's been it's been unbelievable, and uh, yeah, I can't wait for next season. I want to see what that brings. A lot of people who've commented, especially on, who've seen your face on the YouTube channel, describe you as looking like Gary Neville. Yeah, well, that is that is pretty true. Um, He's a blue, isn't he? <laughs> Gary Neville is of all the people to have here that is Sean's song almost isn't it well I, I, I saw Sean literally uh, tear Gary Neville apart in that in that main road derby when we beat him 3-1 um, Sean didn't give up on that ball he, he took it off him he literally robbed Gary Neville that ball and he, he popped it past Bartes so that was a that's a goal that sticks in my mind but um, but yeah no it's been it's been outstanding and uh, yeah I can't I can't say anything more about the season to be honest what, than what I've said you always speak already. with passion when I see you immediately after a game. You're full of adrenaline and stuff, and you feel very passionate. I know about supporters and and getting the fans behind. And you stand, stand. That's <laughs> not obviously you should be sitting, but you stand in the south stand, don't you, behind yeah, the yeah. goal? Um, what what frustrates you? Because because you do come out sometimes and 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 put into words what I, I think a lot of people probably want to say but can't say quite as eloquently in that moment. Well, kind of like um, when we played Basel in the Champions League, and and we kind of, we kind of already guaranteed our progress to the next to the next round. Uh, I come out that night, and I uh, I obviously said to yourself on the vlog, um, and for, for for the viewers to to, to see, and I kind of um, wanted the fans to to know straight away that I didn't want to criticise the team for the way they played over the whole duration of the season. But I personally, and my girlfriend personally was very disappointed in in how the lads went out uh, well not went out but how the lads um you know didn't didn't win that game and uh, and at the end of the day every loss is a loss regardless of whether you progressed to the next round or not and i kind of wanted to defend myself before i i made the point just in case i got a bit of a backlash um but listen Sean and i know that if you have an opinion on football you lay yourself open to criticism. And there will always be somebody, Sean, won't there, who no matter what you say, you can be really positive and people say you're a sycophant. You can be really negative and people could say you're overly critical. You've just got to stick with your opinion, Sean, haven't you? you just got to go if you've got feeling. And, and, and certainly sitting there, this is the first time we've met, but I can feel the passion coming through. I can feel the passion, the excitement. And I think that if you're always speaking that way, you wouldn't, you wouldn't fire, you wouldn't go off track for, you know, too often. I feel that that's the best way to go. If you go, if your gut feeling, your passion and how you feel and, and that's what comes through. And yeah. I don't think you go wrong if you're always speaking that way. It's, it's about not having an agenda, yeah. but being fair and honest. And then you can be critical, you can be an outspoken, you can say whatever you want, as long as it comes from a real place. That's what I think. The, f the feedback I got from, from that particular video was that, um, you know, I didn't need to apologise before I made the point. The fact that the fans were were more than open to hear what I had to say about it, and uh, a lot of the fans that that, that um, replied on your Twitter post of that of that evening uh, tweeted uh, replies like, "Don't apologise, lad. Um, you know, your opinion's more than valid. We all felt the same kind of thing." But maybe they just didn't get on the vlog, and maybe had they had been got, you know, maybe had they got on the vlog, they'd have said exactly the same as me. Um, but I wasn't scared about putting that out there. Um, and getting the backlash, I just tried to avoid getting that, you know, in, in, in a sense. Um, well, you, I mean, you're only 24, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. And so that you, you're young, so I can understand you being a little bit reticent. But you, and, and occasionally you will say something that, that's that's negative. I mean, it, it, has there been any negatives in this season when you look back on it now? Not really. No, just obviously that night was a, a really poignant one for me because I think we could have done more to win that game, and and we could have finished that group stage with with a win which would have been fantastic um and i don't really know whether it did have an effect but i think had we have gone 
um, into the next couple of rounds of the Champions League, of the Champions League, not not losing that game, it might have it might have given us a, a bit more, a bit more, um, a bit more guile, a bit, more, bit, as well. bit more momentum. Yeah. Um, I think that we had a that we had a loss at that point in the Champions League campaign. It, um, it kind of may have affected us a tiny bit that we, we did have a loss during that campaign, but I can't remember any 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 negatives really. Um, the Derby loss obviously was was quite upsetting. Um, I'm probably not well. I'm, I know I'm not the only one that that felt upset on that day. The fact that we at two 0 like I said on the vlog, we, we should have really gone on um, and 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 put United to bed. Um, you know, I think Kevin should have been brought on at half time in that game, like I said on the vlog, and um, and maybe if he'd have come on, he'd have added a bit more creativity to the side, um, and we could have secured a win. You know, United didn't do anything. Um, out of out of this world in that game, they just carried on doing what they were doing, and we fell into the trap of uh, of, of of not sitting too deep, but we allowed Pogba to uh, to get in behind, and um, and you know he punished us, and uh, and that was really upsetting to see. But other than that, I can't remember any any real negatives. We've been outstanding this season, and and uh, long may it continue. As as a player, Sean, I know the world was slightly different. There wasn't quite the YouTube vlogs and the and the social media to the to level it is now. In fact, I'm not sure it really mm. was around when you were playing. But and that makes you sound really old. I didn't mean to say it like that. But, <laughs> I feel younger. <laughs> but obviously, that you would have come across people, you'd have met people who who were opinionated. And I'm not not talking about yeah, you, Harlan. I'm talking generally now who, who would have. Uh, wanted to give you advice or be critical or have a comment or whatever as as a player at the time you were playing yeah. did that affect you did that bother you did you listen to them did you blank them out how did you deal with it well as a player at the time you know we, we were playing at a, at a time where we weren't guaranteed to win games so every game you went into you you gave your best because we weren't guaranteed to get that result so i totally understand I, you know i sitting there just thinking when i'm listening to harlan and that you know as a fan there's no filters. Every game is, is a game to be won. But I understand also from a from a manager's point of view and a player's point of view where it's like, well, you advance is the most important thing. And and therefore, can I manage the players as in uh, save legs and, and thinking about perhaps the game after that? So so there's there's a side, there's 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 two sides to it. Um, but this is what I love about the true fan. The true fan has no filters. There's a game there to be won, and can we win it? As, as I was talking about Basel, I remember that game, the Derby game. I'm thinking, why are we not winning these games? We should be winning these games because I put my fan hat on. But I also know that being a player, being an ex-player, it's one of those where you go, oh, you understand that if you could still advance, there's no, there's, there's no need to be upset about it. Where fans are like, we play every game, we want to win every game. So I totally understand where Harlan's coming from in this point. Well, the interesting one on that, because you talked about Basel, which was sort of a dead rubber. You could make the same, same argument about Shakhtar Donetsk, yeah. which obviously was a dead rubber. Um, at the end of the season, City had these five games after they won the Premier League. And I had people contacting me who were moaning not saying everybody, but moaning, why is City not going more for it? They've got these records to be, obviously the disappointment of, of only drawing with Huddersfield at home. Uh, event, in, eventually it all ended up great and the Centurions and everything, all the records were smashed. But you, there was still frustration. And what you've just been talking about, Sean, which is the unfiltered fan view, which is a great way of describing it, is how some fans react, isn't it? I don't yeah. know where you are on that, Harlan. Where, where do you feel you are? Um... In t in terms of that, Ian, I think I think I uh, with with the unfiltered fan view, I I, I think I'm 
um, open to everything. I look at I look at it from from a broad perspective. Um, Do you look at it? From, I mean, what Sean said there about players saving legs and all that does that come into your yeah, mind? That, that, definitely, definitely, and I, I understand that completely, and I understand that um, you know Pep made a decision that night to to rest a few players because he did. He did have league games coming up, and he, um, you know, he wanted to, he would save legs for the for the latter stages of that competition. But I think it was more what I was getting at, Sean, is the the fact that the players on that pitch that night in them last 15, 20 minutes were good enough to beat that Basel side because Basel weren't playing out of their skins. They weren't playing, you know, they didn't really have it was anything a dead to compete for them. Wasn't it was dead it? rubber for them. So I just think the players on the pitch, you know, Diaz, for example, he come on the right hand side, and he was out of this world when he got the ball. Danilo didn't want to give him the ball because he didn't trust his teammate. And I think the main part of football, and it is the main part of football, is being able to trust the players that are on the pitch with you because without that extra player, you, you've got 10 men. Mm. So, you know, with Diaz being given the ball, I reckon he'd have been able to do more with it and we might have been able to get the goal we needed to, or the two goals we needed to either draw the game or win the game. Um, you know, but I do look at I do look at it from a broad, a broad perspective and uh, I understand completely what Sean's saying, the fact that, you know, players will look at it and say, well, you know, I might need to conserve my energy in the next 20 minutes of this game because I don't feel like I'll be physically fit enough to do this and then play the next game and then be fit enough for the game after that as well. So I completely understand that. As a 24-year-old, you you have a little bit of history of, of watching Sean and people like that. I know when you were younger, but you yeah. haven't had as much of the history perhaps of, of the... Um, ordinariness, let's put it that way, that City, City had at one time. It's a good way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to be kind here, but, you know, the, the ups and downs and everything. The way, when you look at the club now, do you like what's happening and the changes? Uh, because somebody asked me about this not so long ago for a podcast that, that, that I was interviewed for. Do I like the way that the club is changing? How do you, I mean, I'm older than you, so how do you feel about the club now and how it's changing? Ian, the club is in, the club is in a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful spell at this moment in time and it's in a, it's in wonderful shape uh, you know we've on got, and off the field on and off the field yeah we've got a wonderful uh, well I say a wonderful he's, he's more than wonderful we've got the best head coach the best manager that the world um, uh, can, you know possesses at this moment in time um, and the players we've got are out of this world and the squad we've got is out of this world but I'd just like to say live on air that you know Pep is responsible for what's going on this season and what went on last season and what happened last season has, has undoubtedly you know, developed us into the side that is this season. It's not just happened over one season. Last season was a was a transition season, and 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 that's contributed heavily to what we've done this season. I'd just like to mention Roberto Mancini and Manuel Pellegrini as well, because I think they play a huge part in what is happening with this current squad um, of players. Because uh, the spine's still there. Vinny Company, you know, uh, Kevin De Bruyne from Pellegrini's spell, you know, Sergio Aguero, you know, and and, and Pablo Zabaleta last season as well, and Yaya Torre. I think. Them, them players have played a huge part in what we've done over the last eight, nine seasons and over the last ten years since Shape Man so bought us. Fantastic, you know, I can't I can't I can't come across passionately enough about how much I appreciate what he's done for the club. Um but you know, I do remember Sean playing and um you know, I'd somewhat miss them days as well. It's 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 gonna sound really weird for me to say that would I swap all this for that? No, I wouldn't, but I do miss throwing on my first advice city shirt. Uh, you know, pretending I was Sean on the AstroTurf at 12 o'clock before the game kicked off at three, um, sitting there with my granddad with a radio shack radio on, waiting for you and and, and, and Nigel and, um, you know, and Fred to come on. I remember Sean coming on, eight seconds, bang on in at Old Trafford with his head. It's superb, and I miss them days. And, um, you know, I'd, I'm not saying I'd like to go back, but 
Um, you know, them memories are there on DVD, they're there on YouTube. I can watch them whenever I want and I can relive that in my own time in my own front room. Um, you this know, what Sean does, isn't it? Well, that's it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't swap it here and I wouldn't swap, um, you know, what we've got now for them days. Um, and I wouldn't swap them days for what we've got now. But, um, you know, it's, it's wonderful where we are now and, um, you know, I, 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 I don't want to come across too, you know, too, too, um, What's the word? Um, I don't want to come across too kind of. Um, help me out, Ian. I don't want to come across. I don't across... know what word you're looking for, smug. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to come across too smug. I don't want to come across as if, like, we're the cat that's got the cream and, and we forget them days. Um, you know, we still remember them. And, you know, I, I just want to um, I just want to enjoy enjoy this moment right now and, and just soak it all up. Yeah, I actually just want to piggyback on some of the bits you were just saying because just, just going a bit further and, you know, talking about. The club and where it is, and you got people like uh, uh, Foran, uh, well, first the chairman, Caldon. You know, when you look at their vision, I, you know, it's like, okay, they've come to take over a huge club, and, and, and how do you make something huge or even massive or even bigger? Well, that's what they've done, and, and not only that, they've generated all around, Man, you know, around Manchester, and it's, it's been absolutely brilliant what they've done in the investment, the whole improvement. Um, so, but we see it on the field. Uh, and we're winning trophies. We're playing a brand of football that, you know, did we think, did we think we'll, did I think City would be playing the way we do when I was playing? If you rolled it forward 10, 15 years, I would have said, no, nah, I don't think so. So a, a big well done to, to the chairman and, and, uh, chief exec because that, that's, a, that's brilliant by them. Absolutely. Right, listen, um, we've not got long to go on that last forever blue on Excess Manchester of the season. And we'll continue right after this. Live from Manchester, the Excess Manchester Football Social. Call 0345-111-7625 and have your say. Winning with Gowing Law. So this is it, the very final section of the final Forever Blue on Excess Manchester of the season. Don't know what we're going to do without it now during the summer. Uh, where else will I go on a Tuesday night? Anyway, and how else will I have an excuse to see the legend that is Sean Golter, who is sat alongside me? Champions! <laughs> <laughs> right, we've got another uh, City legend to join us now, David White. Um, can't get hold of Trevor at the moment, so uh, David White has stepped into the breach, and I saw you today, David, with your lad at the parade, enjoying every minute of it. How good was that? No, it was fantastic. Yeah, <clears throat> Gorsa was there as well. Better not forget her. Uh, no, it, it was it was absolutely incredible. And, uh, and, and to be to be a part of it, to be you know to be invited to be a part of it, it was uh, was superb. Just an absolutely amazing event, wasn't it? Absolutely, and uh, obviously it was a perfect day, perfect weather. Uh, d- did you enjoy the whole show? Was it could it have been better? Was it as good as it could have been? No, I think I think it just sums up the uh, the Premier League now, doesn't it? Everything's everything's bigger and better, and uh, it was obviously we we were well. I was I was at the the sort of end of the parade, so uh, but I was talking. I was actually uh, FaceTiming the Palos at the start, and it, and it, it looked just as busy and uh, and vibrant there. And uh, the, the whole thing was absolutely incredible. I saw it build up on on Dean's get. I saw the you know the crowds come in over two or three hours, and uh, no, I don't think it I don't think it could have been beaten. It was it was absolutely incredible. As a Mancunian City fan throughout yeah. your life, who's lived the dream and played for the club, and obviously I've got Sean Gorter here who admits that somebody asked him 15 years ago if City be where they are today, he wouldn't have believed it. Can you believe what's happened to your club, to our club in our city? No, it's, it's, 
it is absolutely amazing. Not just not just the trophies. I think just what you know when you go down to, to the Etihad and the campus there and the CFA. You know, for those that have, haven't been there, and it's it's just an absolutely in, incredible place. And the the the, uh, the way the the, the area is being worked on and, and employment's being created in it, it really is something that uh, that, that belongs to Manchester. So long may it continue. It's uh, it's an absolutely incredible achievement from uh, from the owners and, and everybody connected with the club. I mean, I think back. Uh, I, met, <clears throat> I met a guy yesterday who used to work at Main Road and there literally was you, you, you could have got everybody who worked away from the playing staff everybody who worked at the club back then you were basically one office there wasn't more than half a dozen people really and uh, you go down to the Etihad now and the CFA and these days there's hundreds of people all over the place. It's just uh, an incredible turnaround. But that's, that's the way football's gone as well. But we just seem to have uh, got the absolute best of it, don't we? In this amazing season, I'm going to ask you, Sean and Harlan, the fan who's here with us as well, what has been the standout moment of the season for you, David? I think I, think I answered this something. I was asked this something today, and I, and I, I wouldn't necessarily pick out a an individual goal or an individual game. I, I think just the realisation very, very early on in the season that the manager, you know, he'd started to make a, a major, major difference to individual players. And, you know, I think you can go right through the team. Uh, certainly Raheem Sterling, <clears throat> John Stones, and Nicholas Otamendi. And even, even the... The standout players, who, the, the Kevin De Bruyne's and the David Silvers and, the, and Sergio Aguero's, he's, he's got improvement out of them. You know, these are players who were absolutely incredible players already, and he's turned them into to world superstars. And, and I think that's it—the realization that we've got uh, a manager who, whose attention to detail and, and the importance of improving players. I think he spoke about it in his press conference yesterday. He's, you know, he realizes that importance, and uh, it's just a realization that we've got to coaching staff that are going to continue to improve players and obviously that's just going to uh, give us an incredible squad, an incredible team as it, and, and, and an amazing band of football and that's what it's done this season. I must admit when I look back now on these title winning seasons, when I think of 2012, I think of Sergio Aguero when I think of yep. 2014 I think of Yaya Torre when I think of yep. 2018 I actually think of Pep, I think I'm going to remember it as Pep Guardiola's season is that, is that? Yeah, and I think that's, that's exactly what I'm saying, and that, that's not taking away any, anything from, obviously, De Bruyne's been absolutely incredible, but, uh, you know, as, as I say, just in, improving in, in individual players, which resulted in a massive improvement in the overall performance of the team, is just, is just an absolutely incredible, and uh, he's uh, not just him, he, and, and, you know, he would never allow us to just give him the credit, but uh, it's, I'd probably, I'd probably, it has been his season, it's, it's been unbelievable. What about you, Sean? Yeah, I'd have to echo what David's saying there. You know, you there's so, there's so, because this team team has played so brilliantly throughout the season. It's it's really difficult to go in and say one moment. And if I if you did push me for one moment, I say, well, you saved the best for last. Jesus, you know, another moment where we're thinking, oh, can we get can we get the hundred? Uh, and and he goes and scores his goal. You know, one of the last kicks of the game. So. I'll probably put it down to that, but there's so many moments. But but I think about again, like what David's saying. Uh, I'm thinking about Sterling, how he has improved him so much. He's improved De Bruyne, who I already thought was a quality player, has taken him to another level. Uh, Agro, you know, he went to another level because we all thought, okay, he didn't seem as though he fancied him, but all of a sudden, Agro was just consistently scoring goals. And you just think every player you think about had improved under him, and and you probably have to say, as you're right. It was Pep Guardiola's season. What about you, Harlan? I think the the cohesion and the togetherness of the squad. Um, 
over over many moments of the season. I can't. I, I'm going to echo what David and Sean have both said, and, and yourself. I, I think it's been. You can't pick one moment out. I think the cohesiveness, togetherness of the, of the squad. Uh, there's a real uh, joy that you can see on every player's face that he really enjoys playing or that they really enjoy playing for this wonderful, wonderful football club that is our club. Um, and I also think that without that cohesiveness and togetherness, uh, these records that we've broken and absolutely smashed wouldn't have been possible. Um, and the fact that we are now, like I said on, on the vlog yesterday, we are the champions of champions. We are going to be champions forevermore because I'm 24 years of age and in 24 years of the Premier League, we've basically crushed all them records and we've rewritten the whole of the Premier League in one season all of them which means that we will be the champions forevermore absolutely David looking very quickly now because we're almost at the end of the season for excess Manchester's forever blue looking forward what do you expect from City next season I, think, I, I mean, I, I certainly expect him to to retain the league. I, I think I know it's, it's it's difficult, but to be perfectly honest, I can't see any other team that up in one season. That, uh, so I, I, I certainly expect that. But obviously, Champions League is is what we've got to strive for. When you look back at the the great team of the the late sixties, early seventies, the one difference is they, they won a European trophy. But obviously, that European trophy they they won. Uh, we'd have probably won that had we been able to compete in it or, or the. Uh, so Euro, Europa League. So we've, we've we've only got that Champions League, the most difficult one to compete in. But that, that's got to be the next level. And uh, came very close this year. I'd be disappointed with the, you know, the two performances against Liverpool were both both disappointed. So that's the improvement that's got to be made. And uh, you know, I, I certainly would be expecting us to uh, to challenge for the Champions League next year. David, thanks very much for joining us tonight. No See problem. you soon. Cheers, pal. That's Cheers David Wilde, former City player. Uh, now, we're, we're, we're at that point now where it's uh, the end of the campaign. I want to say thanks very much to Lakey, to Paul Dickoff, to Sean, to David White and the numerous other people who've contributed. Joe, who's always been here with me behind the desk there as well, and James, who's out in the office, and other people who've, who've done that role. It's been an absolute joy to do this show all season. I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed it. Hopefully, we'll be back doing the same sort of thing again next season. On a Wednesday night, I'm on with two different people, two different United comedians. <laughs> I always like saying that because <laughs> all United fans are comedians. Uh, it's Alex tomorrow and Joel's in the in the driving seat. So I'm not quite finished on excess for this season yet. Thanks very much to everybody that's, that supported the show and supported us. I want to leave the very last word to you, Harlan, uh, as a fan. Um, what are you hoping for next season in 20 seconds? If we can mirror this, Ian, it'll be an absolutely tremendous season. Um, I want the Champions League. Um, I'm not a massive fan of the Champions League just because of the corruption and everything else over the years. If we can win it, superb. But yeah, if it can mirror this season, then brilliant. And if we can get 101 points or 102 points next season, outstanding. Thanks for all your contributions, Hal, and really appreciate Cheers, it Thank throughout you. the season. Uh, well, hopefully back next season, but I'm back tomorrow anyway. So thanks for listening. Good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.